What would happen if an alien impregnated Spider-Man? Uh, acidic webs. Acidic webs, and presumably, it'd probably look a bit like Venom. And a wee mouth would come out his bum. Why his bum? It's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. So, that's... We should have done it. Have we done an intro yet? It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Welcome to the Meandering <laughs> Movie Podcast, where uh, I have one of my my co-hosts. I'm Gary Copeland. I gave you my full name. <laughs> don't look, don't look me up, because you'll just. <laughs> I mean, I have secrets. There's a lot of pictures of like vegan food mustaches right now. So that's all good things. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I saw the fish and chips that you and your missus went and had. Damn, by the way. Well, I'm assuming you didn't. What, was that imitation fish? Yeah, or? it was vegan. That was a vegan fish and chips. So what is the fish made from? Uh, I think jackfruit or tofu and it's wrapped in nori. So seaweed and then deep fried. And it was pretty damn good. There was good. only one disappointing aspect of that entire picture. And that's there was mushy peas. And mushy peas were born Blech. from the devil's arsehole. They are minging. They're awful. Why? It's just peas. It's no, like, it's, no, it's not just peas. It's peas and vinegar mushed together. Oh, that's what it is. Just it's think tasty, of, though. Think of this moment in light. Oh, by the way, uh, um, uh, Gavin uh, hates the mush, mushy pea. Uh, bring it down. Uh, I've got, got a lot of thought into it this week. No, I mean, literally wow. used to walk wow. in and I woke up from a nap. So that's, uh, yeah. Just think about mushy peas for a sec, where someone's like sitting there, they're eating their peas and goes, do you know what this needs? What's that, honey? A bit of vinegar. All right, I can put some vinegar on it. And I went, no, no, no. I want to mush it up first. <laughs> it's like, why? I don't know. I, just want, I want my peas to become I definitely a feel vinegary soup. Like what happened there was he was putting salt and vinegar on his chips, accidentally vinegared his peas up and went, oh, that's rank. I guess I'll just mush them and then I'll kind of scoop it down as quick as I can. They'll get rid of it. And as he was doing that, the missus walks in and went, oh, what you done there? And he's like, oh, yeah, you eat this. I made it for you. And that's where it came from. And then she th- like projectile vomited to back out because it's disgusting and then left that man and went and married the billionaire. Yeah, she des- are gross. She deserves better. Deep fried Mars bars, however. Never had one. Oh, they are good. They are good. Where are you getting the vinegar thing from, by the way? It's not just like, like not vinegar. No, it's, it's The first recipe vinegar. I've come across here is like butter and salt. I mean, everything's got butter and salt in it. Everything's got butter and salt in it. Literally, in Gary's belly button right now is probably some butter and some salt. <laughs> now, mushy peas have got vinegar in them. Mushy peas vinegar. There you go. Mushy peas malt vinegar. What's that? Culinary ginger. Cookpad.com. Bicarbonate or baking soda is added to the peas. Traditional British mushy peas. Baking soda. Whatever. Fucking... It's not vinegar. Well, I've seen ones with vinegar in them. And so in this week's episode, we'll be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. The next... No, we're just going to talk about Mushy Peas. Okay, back to Mushy Peas. Uh, The next film in the ever-expanding Marvel Cinematic Universe. The culmination of the Thanos uh, storyline, I guess? This is the end. This is is the end of the story that they started with. They should have called this Spider-Man Endgame. Would be aftermath. Yeah, aftermath. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think the name Far From Home is not great. But I guess sure. the Homecoming, Far From Home, maybe that's what they're going. Are for. they going to keep putting home in the Spider-Man film? That's what I was wondering. I mean, they might. Are you going to edit out all the crunches? Can I keep eating these biscuits, or should I stop? I'd say stop because no one likes people eating food on a podcast. Well, that's why I'm asking. If he's going to edit round it. 
why make him get, have more work? I mean, that's what we pay him for. Do we? You don't pay me. <laughs> Fine. No more biscuits. No more bickies. You can eat all the biscuits you want after we've reviewed Spider-Man Far From Home. So yeah. So yeah, so presumably the next one's going to be called Spider-Man Home and Away. I was literally about to say Home and Away. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Home and Away. And then they have a Carrie Minogue show up. Spider-Man. Radioactive Spider-Man. That's the uh, 90s version of the theme tune, not the classic Spider-Man theme tune. I was literally about to make a joke that they should have Harold from Neighbours in it, but then that's Neighbours, not Home and Away. So I don't know. Shout out to anyone who knows who Harold from Neighbours is. Do you not know that reference? Australian TV, why is that so big over here? Is it big in a... I think it's just because it gets distributed over here for cheap prices, and so we just put it on and joke. Slap it on, people suck it up. What is it... When it comes to British TV shows for a long time, America wouldn't take our stuff because... It's Australia, mate. Yeah. Home and Away is Australian. What do you mean, yeah? You said America. I know, but I was talking about, like, you know how America just takes our TV shows and makes their own versions a bit worse? Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's why they would do that, because they wouldn't take our TV shows, because we, we would kind of ask for a wee bit too much. Plus, right. America's like, oh, we can do it better. And they never did. So, <laughs> I guess, apart from... Did The Office. I was going to say The Office and... But then saying yeah. saying that, they did the first two seasons of The Office, which were shite compared to our one, because it wasn't that... Didn't have that good blend of Ricky Gervais's awful cringe comedy, because they toned it down. But then everything after the first two seasons was great, because that's when it became its own thing. Yeah. So really, they kind of did that crap. But once it became its own thing... It was a really. I mean, good if you think thing. about it, most of those Americanized versions of the British TV shows are crap and wouldn't make it past the first season. But luckily, The Office was just able to push on through. And I'm, I'm I find it mad they had a Shameless. It's, I think that's still on. I believe the US Shameless got more popular than the UK Shameless. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess because of international distribution, but the UK one was like beloved in, over here. I mean, I watched Shameless. I, I watched. watched a lot all, of I watched the, the sex scenes. Frank Gallagher. That's pretty much what I watched from Shameless. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home. So yeah, in case it hasn't made it into the episode, we're going to do a wee bit of non-spoilers, and then when it does come to spoiler time, the klaxon will, of course, sound. And if I can, there will be a time code in the description. There may also be a thwip-thwip noise. If you would like to give that noise to Philip just now, Gary. We already did. <laughs> I can't wait to find out the context in which he's going to use that sound. <laughs> If I was Spider-Man... Or that Green Goblin laugh he just did. <laughs> I can do all the villains. <laughs> do Rhino. Uh, it's clobbering time. That's that, Ben Grimm was, from Fantastic Four. I was going to say that was the thing. Basically the same thing, though, except one's Rhino-themed and one's orange. So, a big old walking cock. into Spider-Man Far From Home, you were mass buzzing. I was buzzing. Like, I, I love, love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my, my favourite Marvel hero and has been forever. And I, I was, I was excited for it because I was thinking this is going to be good fun. It's Spider Man. Spider Man Homecoming was brilliant. The character was decent in Endgame. It can't, you know what I mean? It's like what could possibly go wrong? Um, I think my only expectations, which were, I, I can't remember if I talked about it pre-recording or after recording, but yeah, the only expectation I had was that this was the beginning of Phase Four, not the end of Phase Three. Glad I found that out. And yeah, I you mean, you found out that it was the end of phase three, and not yeah, three. I'm glad. I'm glad I knew that. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, I was I was excited. I was really excited. Trailers gave way too much away. I, I stopped watching. Yeah, I, after I, that second trailer where they said multiverse stuff, I was just like, oh, I want to stop watching. Which we'll get into on that. Yes, we will. Because, because it's because they did so. They good. did the Marvel thing again. 
But for, for me personally, walking into this film, which for some fun story out there, I went and saw this film with a podcast pal Ryan Campbell. <laughs> Is that what we're calling our special guest? Yes. Podcast pals. Podcast pals. It's alliteration. I love it. Uh, so yeah, him and I went to see it and walking into it, he was even less enthused for it than me because mm. he hated ending. He absolutely... Really? Dis- yeah, he dis- he wants to get back on this podcast so he can talk about how much he hates ending. Why? I mean, that's for him to... Dis- I don't want to share his thoughts. When his- but Ryan, yeah, so walking wrong. into Far From Home, he was not excited at all. Yeah. And I was like, not that enthused because I thought Endgame was such a perfect kind of ending to this big thing. And yeah. I wasn't really enthused for more of a new storyline, which I think... Well, when we're talking about in the spoilers, the post-credit scene seems to hint at where they're going to go next. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, walking into it wasn't enthused, and I'll, I'll say during the film, I wasn't that enamoured by it. It mm. felt like you know you got a, like a sci-fi TV show that runs for twenty-four episodes. Yeah, and then they have one that's like we don't. This episode isn't going to connect into our our main storyline arc, mm-hmm. and it's not going to have a moral kind of question to it. it's just going to be like a silly little rompy one far from home kind of felt like that but it just kind of felt like a silly side story that wasn't really doing anything yeah I, I i'll agree i think the first 25 30 minutes yeah um, are rough and I, I wouldn't even say rough i think they're you're right i think you're, you've, you you hit the nail on the head they, they just felt so middling and i i was thinking ah oh, is this really what they're capping that yeah. first phase with because it yeah it's spider-man's going to europe yeah. oh, and, this is fine and, and they're doing the whole like i'm gonna take her to the eiffel tower i'm gonna get her this yeah. necklace and i'm just like oh no this is the shit i didn't care about in homecoming and you're doing <laughs> even further than this and then like ned falls in love with betty brand and i'm just like oh no I don't that's want- all about that yeah, that was fun. Like, but then, like, but then this is this is, but then this is what I like. This is funny enough, though, exactly what I liked from Homecoming, that which they're doing in Far From Home, which is, as I've said previously in this podcast, all the Marvel films, well, not originally, but they all started to lean into their genre Marvel mashup. So, as I've said, and for anyone that's listened, apologies for the umpteenth repetition of this. Captain America turned into awesome spy. Marvel movies. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy were awesome comedy Marvel movies. You know what I mean? They all had a subgenre that you could attach to it. And I think Spider-Man always... Well, the first one, the only other one we have, actually. The the other Spider-Man, Homecoming. It's so annoying they both got home in the name. Because it's going to confuse me. Spider-Man Homecoming lent into the... This is a teen movie with Marvel tacked on. You know? And I I was... (laughs) The reason I didn't like the first 30 minutes was because I thought the pacing was going really quick and it just felt like they were doing thing after thing after thing for bit joke after bit joke after yes. bit joke. And I was getting to that, oh God, is this the whole film's just going to be a, a culmination of, <laughs> Europe is fun, right guys? Like the, the, the bit where he meets the secret agent woman she's like take off her clothes yeah and then that guy comes in and takes a picture and he's like oh i'm i'm gonna show mg and i'm just sitting there going like i don't care yeah <laughs> yeah and it all feels very twee but and the whole i like it because thing it, and i was just like oh yeah no. and it, it, it does it all feels very twee but it also fits nice i like i will stick up for it in the sense that it fits nicely for me into the it's another teen movie yes it, which for, is what they're going for with. me and audio boy at this point is well aware of this fact me and teen movies we don't get along because I, 
You're a heartless bastard. I'm real, real sick of these Hollywood renditions of what teen life is like. (laughs) And obviously when it comes to your Spider-Man movies, it's a superhero movie yeah. set within the MCU where there's a giant purple man trying to destroy half the galaxy. <laughs> so I can kind of forgive it for its teen moviness, but yeah, when yeah. it goes full teen movie, I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, like yeah. I genuinely don't give a fuck about your teen drama. So, which I suppose is more of a personal preference for yourself. Then. Yes, so, that's, so- that's definitely a personal preference for me. Yeah. What, what I'll definitely say is for people just walking into Far From Home wanting more MCU, wanting more Spider-Man, it's going to give you what you want and so much more like so yeah tom holland has so clearly grown as an actor yeah where he totally. feels so much more like a leading presence because he, he he felt amazing that whole yeah because like, he just felt naturally in his role homecoming naturally had the role. benefit of tony stark still being there so robert downey jr was still able to shepherd him much as an actor mm-hmm. and the character whereas in this it's all tom holland he's yeah. the primary focus of the next Fury pops in and out but like tom holland does a great job of feeling like a leading man and leading presence. So, yeah, so we can both agree the first 30 minutes are dicey to a degree. Yeah. For whatever reason you might think it, mine was pacing. I thought that it was just going to feel very thing, and yours was just you didn't enjoy it for the teen element. Both I mean, I might say fair. that I feel the pacing for the whole film just feels a bit... Well, I, I, I definitely felt it at the beginning, but, and I think pretty much from the moment Mysterio kicks in onwards was where the film really starts to shine. And and it yes. felt like the pacing for me, it definitely felt, I thought that the pacing evened out from that point onwards. Audio um, Voice seems to be making a face as to suggest. But Mysterio is at the start of the film before Spider-Man even shows up. Well, that's just like a like a wee snippet thing. We're talking yeah. about like the, after that, after the Marvel. Well, once Spider-Man meets Mysterio. Pretty much. Pretty much. Or so they encounter each other. So uh, it's yeah, it's after the drone okay. sequence. It's when I think it's it's maybe even a little bit after when they first meet. I think it's the after the Waterman fight. I think the, I think basically the Waterman fight is started to even out, and then the Molten Man fight, Hydra Man into the, the the Molten Man fight, Molten Man fight onwards is where it just all started being smooth sailing for me. I like straight up Hydra Man fight was awesome. But with Peter Parker zipping about in his cashware, wearing the Joker's mask, I was still doing the, uh, like, come on. I mean... This is a bit blah. Action-wise, was good. I mean, action... The, all the, I'm going to lay this one down now. All of the action in that film, for me, was spot on. I thought, I thought every single set piece was phenomenal. Enjoyable, edge-of-your-seat action, just fun to watch. And you know one thing looks I, great. I liked about it because I always had this. Pro- I felt this was a problem with Homecoming that then became more intense within the Infinity War Endgame thing. As I'm glad they took away those overpowered suits from Spider-Man. So he yeah. he was literally just dealing with like he had webs, and that was and he just had to use his abilities yeah. to just deal with an enemy and not have. Uh, was it Friday? Who was the, the not AI? have Friday? Not have his uh, the mechanical arms? Yeah, not have like any idea to do the work for him. He had to do the work himself, and I appreciated he took all that away from because I felt yeah. like homecoming. it made it more grounded. Yeah, which which if you want to talk about Spider Man as well, if you want to talk about him in the grand ethos of things, Spider Man as a hero and the reason he got created in the first place by uh, Stanley and Kirby, Ditko Kirby Steve. Steve Ditko, isn't it? Steve Ditko. Poor Steve Ditko. Um, poor, poor man. But, you know, the reason they... Literally, he was so he's poor. very, very rich. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't very rich for a very long time. He only got rich. And in fact, his estate got rich. He never really saw the riches because of 
Stan Lee, <laughs> that beloved man who stole money from lots of people. You can't do this now that he's dead. I mean, I can. You can't. Can. It's like Operation U Tree. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's like Operation U Tree. Is it? Well, yeah. Like once everyone started dying off, they were like pedo. <laughs> okay, I'm pedo. not. Ca- I'm not calling Stanley a pedo. I'm just calling him a idea stealing, money grubbing <laughs> bastard. <laughs> anyway, the reason Spider-Man kind of came about in the first place was at that point. I think Marvel comics were getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of their main heroes were getting more and more yeah. powerful, and they were starting to fight galaxies and starting to fight Galactus and all sorts of crazy shit. And they went, ah, oh, we really need a hero that's. On the level to show he's, kids that you can be protects a neighborhood, protects a neighbor. Yeah, he, you know, you we, that can show kids that it's you don't have to be the head of you know what I mean. You don't have to be the the big crazy good guy to be good. You can be a good guy, you know, in your neighborhood. Exactly, you can be a good guy. Um, which and, and this film definitely felt way more grounded. Yeah, than and it's and it's a nice palate cleanser from from what the last. Five films, I mean, really? Like Captain Marvel, Endgame, and well, Infinity War. You think War about everything that came before Captain Marvel, Thor, Ant-Man. Ragnarok? No, oh, because it would have been Captain Marvel, then Ant-Man, then Infinity War. Endgame. Then Black Panther was before Infinity War? Maybe. No, Captain Marvel was oh, No, because Thor, Ragnarok was the last one, because it ended with that scene with Thanos over. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Thor, Ragnarok, then Infinity War. And then Captain Marvel. And then Ant-Man, and then Ant-Man. Endgame. And then Endgame. Oh, no. Captain Marvel. Oh God, we're doing that great Regard- job. Re- like, yeah. Regardless, I'd say the last five, six movies have, have been, all been kind of big, like kind of space induced, and it's because they've all been sign a set up for Endgame and the Endgame double bill. Yeah. So this was a really nice palate cleanser of, and and especially because the it 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 tricks you into thinking it's one thing and then becomes not about that whatsoever. Yeah. Which we'll get into more in the spoilers side of things. Um. But yeah, I just I just really enjoyed it. I just I really really enjoyed it. So yeah, my it just became it became everything I was looking for in that movie, and it just turned into this awesome, action packed, fun, energetic, little but that's not a bad thing. Marvel movie, you know. I mean, sometimes the little ones can be what you need, unless it's Ant Man and the Wasp, but it's just a pointless <laughs> movie in which nothing happens. <laughs> But I feel to properly express my feelings, my overall feelings with Far From Home, I was about to say Homecoming. I'm just it's, it's difficult. We have a hard life, Gary, don't we? We do. Talking about movies and podcasts. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, we should maybe... How long have we been talking so far? Too long. Okay, I feel we should transition over into the spoiler section. So we'll... we'll please don't dab. We'll finish out <laughs> the non-spoiler section by just saying, would you recommend the film or would you not recommend the if film? If you haven't seen this film already and... That was a bit of a waffling and like explanation. Go see the movie. It's it's everything you've been expecting from Marvel films over the last ten years. Uh, not quite as as we said, galaxy spanning and 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 hugely epic as the last yeah. couple of movies. But absolutely, go see it. I, I I loved it. I thought it was it's it's pretty high on my my overall ranking list as well. I think I straight up. I really enjoyed it. But you are a Spider Man boy. I am a Spider Man boy. I'm biased on that on that yourself. Yeah. I enjoyed the film by the time it ended, but for a lot of it, I was like kind of just not feeling it, mm-hmm. which I'll get into in the spoiler section why. But so, <laughs> did you I, just say why to your own review? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, I mean, at this point, I guess recommendations don't really matter because you're going to go. People are going to go see it anyway. People don't see it. It's a new Marvel movie, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's not a bad movie in any way whatsoever. It's a lot of fun. Cool, but so it that, just wouldn't rank that high on my personal rankings, which is fair. It would rank lower than Homecoming. Oh, really? Yes, it would. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting. I can't remember where I put Homecoming. You I put mean, it like number two or three. Did I? Yeah. I thought you were going to put it as number one. I was getting ready to. Throw. I know it was going to be number one. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I put it high. I, I think, think you put Infinity War and then I would Homecoming. say. I would honestly say though, I'd say that I'd say this is as good as Homecoming for me. I don't know about that. Yeah, but then we'll get, you know, let's let's move in. Transition yes. us into the spoiler part of the episode. Hit us with that klaxon, audio boy. Aha! Thwip, thwip. And with please. that klaxon, <laughs> and with that klaxon, we can now discuss. Uh, why I think the reason I and this is yeah you're right I can now talk about this in way more detail and the reason I honestly think I loved it as much as I did the big the big points are the whole film led me down a garden path and then on every single turn pulled the rug out in the best way possible and one of the one of the key things which will make sense now is the whole movie I thought Sam Jackson and Kobe Smolder's characters were I, I I was yeah I was watching him going why is like Sam Jackson and Kobe Smolder are phoning this in yeah didn't, they don't give a fuck about this especially movie. when you look at just how much Sam Jackson gives to that character yeah where it's like he's the best part about uh, Cap- the Captain Marvel movie it is the Nick Fury origins totally. film he's amazing in Avengers he's great whenever he's in the, the like uh, Winter Soldier and stuff like that and then in this I was just watching it, I was just like something feels off. Yeah, I think it's all, and I, the whole movie. I thought, why is like why are they? Surely somebody should have told Nick Fury to fucking or Sam Jackson to you know try buck up. I mean, he didn't exactly <laughs> have to do a lot for Endgame. Yeah. He just showed up at a funeral. Um, so you know, I, the whole film. I thought that, and then the big reveal at the end that they're actually scrolls, and it went. I fucking called it. My yeah, my my mind just went. What the fuck? Like that's such a. It's such an easy explanation, but it felt so good as well. It just and mean- that Nick Fury was in on it as well. Yeah, totally. Nick Fury now knows that he's got scrolls in his place. And, and and that's where it all everything that's coming it's set this film is the end, and it really is teeing up the next series of Marvel movies. And I'm and I just think it did it in such a good way. So that and that's that's a really big thing for the end. So Question. Sam Jackson. Go on. Do you think the Nick Fury that is shot in Winter Soldier is actually a scroll, and then the real Nick Fury is like, oh fuck, I guess I'll paint myself up to look like I'm injured. Mm, oh yeah, because uh, yeah, see so this, yeah, actually, the mm. scrolls are back from the eighties, aren't they? Yeah. I, I keep forgetting that. I keep thinking scrolls are new. Nineties. The nineties. Yeah, because yeah, the reason you have to remember that is because of all the nineties songs that played in the <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's interesting, it, like, because Nick Fury in the comics was, uh, what is it, the, the real life R, RLMs, RDMs? Red Letter Media? No, R, real... R. Kelly? <laughs> Basically, these life-size robotic suits that Nick Fury sends out into the world to just be, so he doesn't get shot in the head, basically. Yeah. They just He uses them constantly, um, in the comics at least. So I, it was either going to be that, or maybe he has a scroll now. Like, who knows? Who knows? At any point in Marvel history, anytime we've seen Nick Fury, it could have been a scroll. Could have been Ben Mendelsohn. Which I love, because I love Ben Mendelsohn. Anytime. So now it uh, suggests that they're setting up for the Secret Wars uh, yeah, sword. comic book series. Sword and Shield. Shield's yeah. gone, moving into Sword. Um, so yeah, the Nick Fury thing, great. Loved that. Going further down the line of the, you know, the oh, they tricked me. 
um, obviously Mysterio, I think I called this, and I'm sure I, I think I did this in an episode. I'm like, I'm sure I did. If you've been listening, you'll have, I've ruined all of it for you because, but then it's also, if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know, Mysterio is a sneaky shyster. There, yeah. there was, there was the, no way in hell coming into this. I thought, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the elementals are, I, I thought the elementals might've been real, but Nick Fury was not Nick Fury. Mysterio was 1000% behind whatever was going on. Yeah. The reveal that, I mean, that was, I guess it's interesting. He's, I wouldn't say the reveal of him being a bad guy, but the reveal that he had nefarious intentions didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But his motivations and the uh, makeup of the character's kind of mindset yeah. was what really drew me and interested me. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was it was a real nice throwback to, and and continuing the this is a universe which is growing and evolving, and every piece has meaning effectively, rather but, than it just being a. You know, this is now the twelfth villain that we've had that has been influenced by the fact that he hates Tony Stark. Twelve? <laughs> it's a lot. It can't be twelve. Because if you think of it, like uh, Obadiah, Obadiah Stane, uh, Whiplash, Whiplash, Hammer, Arnie Hammer, uh, uh, Ultron, Ultron, the Guy Pierce from Guy Iron Pierce, Man. 3, I was going to say Mandarin, the one from Civil Mandarin. War, uh, Baron Zemo. No, Baron Zemo wasn't Tony, was it? I mean, they blew up Wakanda, and he. He came up with them, yeah, mush- and he was. made Ultron, which then made. I guess so. Yeah, it's like I just had. There's a lot. Yeah, and it's just uh, what is it? Vulture, just like. Oh fuck yeah, Vulture! Spider Man's like, oh. villain. <laughs> it's like it's like oh good, another villain that's angry at Tony Stark and wants to. But then I like the fact that his motivation isn't to blow up the world or yeah. kill the Avengers or blah blah. blah. It's I want to be the. I want to have whatever Tony Stark had it. But I did. I want to have. I want to have what Tony Stark. Had. He also wanted to go to spelling lessons, apparently. <laughs> yeah. but, but the his way of going about it, like he has that great line of like, "Oh, people are going to die." It's like, "Oh, people. Some people have to die." But you know, think of the greater good. I'll become the hero, and it's like, yeah, he kind of missed the the right turn towards goodness and goodness. kind of went down a middle path that wasn't. So, like, so yeah. So the the fact that. Yeah, so the fact Mysterio is a bad guy, not a surprise. The elementals being part he of it. He looked great when he was Mysterioing, by the way. He looked like a helmet great and stuff. as Mysterio. Oh. And, and that, that actually, yeah, so the elementals being a being the illusion, that caught me off guard a little bit. There was something else that happened with Mysterio that I remember kind of going, oh, damn, that was, I can't remember what it was. Ha, ah, moving on. So, yeah, that was great. And and it brings me to my favorite action sequences in the film, though. The Mysterio fight scenes when they're in the the Mysterio oh. illusion oh. factory. I just about jizzed in my seat. I was they like, this were is, incredible. It's like, this is exactly what I wanted for Mysterio being in this film. And yeah. that, like that first one, he's in like the kind of abandoned building, yeah. buildings, I think. So perfect. So it's, like It had so many nice references. He has a snow globe and he takes yep. his head off as a yep. snow globe and Spider-Man's in the New York snow globe. Like, the one where he's oh. tiny and then Mysterio's hand just comes yeah. out and grabs him. So many references to the old Mysterio comics, which was great. It looked phenomenal. It just felt so good watching it. it yeah. You know, everything was changing. I, I sat through that entire sequence grinning. Yes. Because I was same. just, ha, 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 this is amazing. And it's exactly what it needed to be. And then it, it cuts out and Mysterio is just standing there walking towards Peter in his man cancelling suit. As, yeah, uh, it's like his, his onesie. Um, and then it cuts back and Spider-Man's freaking out because everything he has no idea what's real and what's not real. Oh, it was just great. And I guess the only complaint I would have is there wasn't more. Yeah, totally. But I guess they, like, did, they did it again later on, but not... 
As, it wasn't quite as because he used his spidey sense. Yeah. Although, actually, you know, saying that, I actually really like that scene as well. Yeah, it wasn't as long. You're right. It wasn't enough of it. But that where he's he's just in a black corridor and then he's just ripping shit out of the air. That was awesome, actually. Yeah. Two bits were so good. They were so so good. But then the interesting thing is because uh, they didn't go magical powers with yeah. Mysterio. They went the technology route instead. How did you feel about that? That's what it is. But isn't their interpretation of Mysterio where it's all like magical powers and it's not? No, Mysterio is a, he was a stuntman. Quentin Beck was a stuntman who uses his pyrotechnic and all of his movie fan dangle to be a supervillain. So it's, yeah, it's pretty, ah, pretty spot on. Theatricality is your power. Pretty much, yeah. That's, that's, that, that is Mysterio. I'm glad, I'm, merely if anything, I'm glad they, I was born into it. I, <laughs> I'm glad they kept it because it, it, yeah. Other than making him a scientist rather than a, a out of work stuntman, yeah, that's good. I think Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal, <laughs> his name correctly, uh, was so perfect. He kept at playing ass in that an movie. actor who's playing a character who is acting. <laughs> it's just like because all the stuff he does with like Peter in the beginning. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, I'm your pal. Like, I'm from this multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then later on when she's shown him to himself to be evil and he's in that little room and they're practicing and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, like you're not doing it right. I want it, I want it bigger. Why is my hand fizzing out? Yeah, it's like... It's and he's, so much- it's, he's doing that perfect... Like all these people that are working for him are clearly wrapped up in his charisma. But as an outsider watching that, you're already seeing the cracks of yeah. this guy's a fucking lunatic, um, a theatrical lunatic. Yeah. Sorry, that that was the other point I was going to say. So it wasn't me, I because I know Mysterio. The the other surprise that really I think worked amazingly. Love which, how you just said you know Mysterio. I know Mysterio. We go way back. Ray Mysterio, Booker, Ray Booker, Mysterio, six, winner of the WWE 2006 um, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble went from number one to number thirty. <laughs> Booker, Booker, six one nine. So. The, the one, yeah, the bit that I loved in it. So, Hannah, who doesn't know anything about Spider Man nor Mysterio, was watching or that WrestleMania film. 2006. Or WrestleMania 2006. Was watching the Fun film. Fun likes mushy with peas. Me. But, uh, mm. I saw that in the picture there was mushy peas in her plate. Yeah, I don't think she ate them. That's a, that's a good person, right? Now. You hold on to her. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, anyway, so uh, Mysterio, blah, blah, blah. Hannah, Hannah didn't, had no clue. She, she was going into that film blind, you know, other than the trailers. So, when they start wrapping up the. Uh, when they start wrapping up the the elementals in the yeah. kind of first act. Yeah, end of the first act, I think. Second act. Yeah, around the second act. When they start wrapping, Hannah was sitting there and I spoke to her afterwards and Hannah went, yeah, I was really confused because I thought, is that, oh, that's this, have I been sitting in the cinema for an hour and a half? That went by really quick. And then the reveal that he was the bad guy, Hannah was mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, Hannah honestly went, what? Not, like, that, not that he was, just a bad guy, but the entire bar and everything. Yeah, was just yeah. Like... she said that that blew her mind. And then when it turned out the Elementals were his creation, and all basically Hannah just no sat multiverse. through that whole film. Hannah sat through that whole film like jaw on the ground. She oh, and and I I, I, I said would to love her, to be like that. Yeah, I said I said the exact same thing. I said if I'd gone into that film not knowing Mysterio, even if I knew Spider Man, I just didn't know that character, and I could have watched it like that. It would have been. Incredible, because it's kind of like that question people ask of like, if you could go back, if you could wipe any movie from your memory and go go back and watch it, what'd it be? And it's kind of similar, like if you could just wipe that knowledge from your mind yeah. and walk into Far From Home and just be like, 
Wow. Mysterio, cool. He's been a real, he's like a, a Tony Stark Jell-Hong's figure. He's so beautiful and yeah. charming. Like and he's been great to Peter Parker. That's nice. He's been a good guy. Oh, there's Nick Fury. Nick Fury's been a bit weird. That's also, cool. I was saying this uh, to uh, Podcast Powell. Uh, PP. That's what I said. PP. Uh, Ryan Campbell. Uh, after I'm not going to say his full name all the time now. Uh, afterwards, uh, that when he put the glasses, when uh, Mysterio put the glasses on that first yeah. time, did he not just look a wee bit like Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, like, I, I mean was that like, had to be intentional. And I was like, right? holy fuck! Like it's he can be it. Give him it. Give him the. Let him be the next. Yeah. Because I love Jake Gyllenhaal. It was great. So yeah. So yeah. That was the other thing that I just wanted to. I, I wish I could have gone and watched that without it because Hannah. Yeah. Just. The amount that the film pulled the rug out was phenomenal. And uh, pointed out to me by uh, podcast pal Ryan uh, was that if you, because he noticed it, and I, I never noticed it, so it's something I would have to see going mm-hmm. for a second watch, is all those people that are in the bar. They're and, at like, the beginning of the film. You can see them at different areas. Watching of the, 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 the school film. group. Yeah. and I'm I like, didn't see a lot of them. I, I, noticed, I noticed one of them, and I, I didn't know who he was at that point, obviously, because... You haven't seen them yet, yeah. But I, he was watching the school kids, and I thought, oh, have they just—is that just like a random guy that was in Berlin who saw the camera room was just what? You know what I mean? Because it can I, happen. I thought he was just like a, you know, a, 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 not continuity. What's the, just a fuck up basically on the part of the filmmakers? And I thought, ah, they've left a guy in. And then later on, when he turned up in that meeting, I was like, oh, that was him at the beginning. And then I, I they must be more of them kicking the, about. The guy who drove the bus in London. Right. He was the one I noticed just because, like, oh, he's a British actor. I've seen him in like, British yeah, TV yeah, shows. Yeah. But then I thought it was... And also they do immediately have him on the phone to Quentin Beck uh, right after as well. <laughs> okay, thanks, audio boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll just sleep on the couch tonight, then. Yeah. I, I can imagine re-watching that film. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I can re-imagine, I can re- I can imagine re-watching that film being a lot of fun. Yes. Like, a lot of fun. Picking up on loads of little extra things. and the, then... They've just kind of put in there like ooh and then because you, you're going to watch it and go oh I get that it means now like or I, I suggest I can understand what you're saying there well well, totally and it, it comes back to the Sam Jackson thing Rewatching that film knowing that that's not Sam Jackson yeah. that's Ben Mendelsohn playing a scroll playing Nick Fury I can imagine the, that a lot of that makes way more sense now and I want to rewatch it because the same thing goes with the woman in the bathroom when she's like get changed because when I was watching that scene, I thought, that's weird. That's weird that this government official was like, little boy, get changed in front of me, put this suit on right now. I mean, I it's thought, a fantasy come true, obviously. But. <laughs> I thought, but I thought it was odd. But again, it, thinking that that's a scroll who maybe not, isn't one of the, has been on Earth for ages scrolls, but is maybe a new scroll yeah. that doesn't quite understand human interaction and is about to pull a gun on a kid all makes sense. Because like, it's just little things like that, which, yeah. You think like, they're kind of bit laughs, and now it all—it's not. It kind of ties back in. <laughs> yeah, but I like—I just like the idea that uh, Sam Jackson's such a versatile actor that he came into that role playing. I am Ben Mendelsohn playing a scroll, <laughs> playing me yeah. as Nick Fury, and yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. I just, I just, I loved it. I, I loved the whole film, man. Then moving further into it, we had the. Spider-Man taking the mantle of the new face of the Avengers. Um, so we had him coming to terms with Happy, who I'm assuming Happy's now going to be a Spider-Man character. Or maybe just a more of a... Kind of... I was going to say Coulson-type character. Yeah, just kind of in in everything. Um, Which is good for... Uh, John Favreau. Because there's more cash in his pocket. Yeah. So, so he had that whole thing, which was awesome. I, I liked that. 
Um, Plus you might get jiggy with Marissa Tomei. When I get jiggy with Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I love that scene Is it like near the end where he's just sitting there and then like those two are sitting across from each other and, and he's like, oh, he's, you know, like you're dating we guys, No, yeah, yeah, the whole thing, it's, it's building up that we need to have a talk. I need to know going forwards about if you guys are playing safe and you think, oh, he's talking to Nick Fury and, yeah. and, and Kobe Smulders maybe and, and uh, what's her name, Maria Hill? What's, ooh, what's it? And it cuts and it's, it's fucking aunt and happy. And he's like, are you guys dating or what? <laughs> and, and one's like, yeah. And another's like, no. And I'm like, oh, no, I've been here before. This is, like, <laughs> this is my life, but in an MCU movie. Uh, so yeah, so I enjoyed the the buddy element that they had, uh, John Favreau and Tom Holland, and you can tell they have a lot of fun. Yeah, on screen together. I feel like a lot of people have fun with Tom Holland on screen. Yeah, he I seems, think seems he's, like he a just seems fun like a person because like him and Jake Gyllenhaal have just fallen in love. <laughs> like all the uh, marketing and stuff they're doing, like those two are just in best, love with besties. each other. Uh, and then yeah, and then the the and it all kind of starts coming together in that third act where. They're going after Mysterio. Mysterio's in London and... After Spider-Man's gotten to his lowest moment. He's been beaten lowest. down and he's lost. Realises he gave away the glasses that like, were given to him. His friends are going to get killed. But... Which, is, which is another plot point I really like, though, that, you know, Spider-Man's a kid. He's an idiot. He I mean, yeah. doesn't know what's going on uh, half the time. I feel... Because when you were saying there, like, he's going to be, like, maybe the new face of the Avengers or something, is I feel this film does a good job of making him earn that yeah because in the beginning of this film he's just a useless idiot who wants to get the pretty girl yeah and then by the end of this film he's someone who's like stepped up he's built his own suit much like an iron man in a cave type well, of that's, deal that's my next point the, but the, kind of, on, the mirror on. image of that and then he's fuck me right he's, he's stood up and he's he's defeated the enemy it's like boom i'm spider-man learn from his mistakes realized he's mistakes. He's going to look the after knees. the neighborhood, but when it comes time, look after the world. After and the world. then yeah. the greatest moment in Spider-Man has time. Which moment? When J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson shows oh, up right. on the screen <laughs> and I lost <laughs> my fucking shit. <laughs> so um, before we get to that, I, the, the final thing I was going to say really is, the, yeah, the, the the moment on the plane where he's building his his Spidey suit and he even does the, he lifts yeah, the holographic thing out. Happy looks at him in a way of just like, I've seen this before. You, you got this, kid. All of that, you're right. Like you, you pretty much said it. It's it just felt so earned. It felt so good. The Captain America one as well. Oh, mate, that Where was I the, fucking the almost fell out my the, seat laughing. Well. Yeah. When Happy throws the shield, is that what you're talking? No, the oh, bit wait. where Spider-Man like he gets he's knocked on the bridge or whatever, and he emerges oh, and he again. uses the he's got a yeah, shield yeah, 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 yeah. and he's got a thing, and it's like like Doing Captain Cap. America in Endgame. Sorry, I thought I thought you were talking about the bit where Happy throws a shield. How does Cap do that? I, how does Cap do it? <laughs> I loved it. Happy continues. It was such a be, shit throw as well. Happy's like, he keeps setting him off. He's just like, he's here to save the day. And he's just a bit. He's not, though. You know, he's, he's, not, he's an older guy. He's you doing know, he's, his he's best. He's got a, a bit of, But maybe in his younger day, they'll probably do like a, a Disney Plus, like, happy when he was in his 20s. Happy and was, Hogan. And he was maybe just like a fuck. He was a boxer and he's kicked the fuck out of people. <laughs> and he was just kind of an old man, you know? Wants to get into Tommy's panties. Um, so yeah, and then you're right, and then so there's an interesting thing here that I wanted to talk to you about, though, from a from me, a, yeah, yeah, specifically you, oh, from a film making point of view. Those two after credit scenes aren't after credit scenes. Okay, so I think the majority of other after credit scenes in every other Marvel film you go and see, if you leave at the end of the movie, you might miss a teaser for something that happens in the next film. But 
you you could you could not watch any of them and you wouldn't miss anything. I mean, I've said that in the twenty six years of my life, I have never once watched a post credit scene that warranted a post credit scene. Yeah, but but these two, but then these might be the first two in which I watched them both, and for different reasons, it got me excited yeah. and I felt I gain something from watching them but that's my, but that's my point these didn't feel like end credit scenes these felt like they they should have just trailers. been parts of the f- no they should have just been parts of the film because sure. right yeah. maybe, maybe I mean, not the one at the end maybe the J. Jonah's Ames one definitely part of the film but I think the other one would is perfectly placed as a post credit scene but I don't think it is because that's a huge piece of information because I think just trying to cut to that in the film would be a kind of a big shift whereas I mean I don't disagree with you on that but if if that's not like a throwaway, oh, we're going to get you excited. Like, a lot of information happens in that final, final one. So, we've already done a spoiler warning, yeah. So, the let's go in them one at a time. So, the mid-credit scene where... The greatest scene of all time. It's great. Spider-Man and... Uh, so, Tom Holland and Zendaya are flying about, MJ, and, and she's fucking hating it. Which is nice reference back to Sam Raimi Spider-Man. It's that pretty much exact same shot, yeah. isn't it? Over the shoulder, yeah. MJ's face. And she's just like, ah, this is terrible. Um, (laughs) And then also he does that, the the Sony getting in their dues with the Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, which I thought was kind of... That was nice. That was cool. I I liked it. And then he puts it down. He's like, right, I better go then. Spider-Man PS4. There's a PS4 reference where at one point he does the pose from the Spider-Man PS4. Oh, the selfie thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Puts it down. He zips off. And then just as he's about to go... J.K. Simmons as re, oh. what's, the, what's the word? He's, he's rekindling J. Jonah Jameson. When he showed up on that screen, the audience around me lost their shit. But I also, I just like, I turned to Ryan. I was like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, they've done it. What have it's all so wanted good. for so the long? Bastards, they've done it. Oh, I mean, the only downside is the hair. But I get it because J.K. Simmons is bald now. But Apart, I'm just well, like, it's, it's oh. what's interesting though is it is still J. Jonah Jameson, but it's clearly not J. Jonah Jameson as head of the old newspaper. Yeah, I think it's kind of taken from the PS4 game again, where it's like he does like a podcast or something. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. It, it definitely felt like a this is America fake news. Uh, yeah, what's that? Alex Infowars. fucking Infowars. Uh, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, so it's you know it's it's a it's a new version of of news. Yeah, rags. he's not in charge of the biggest newspaper because it's newspapers at this point are outdated and relevant. Yeah. So yeah. And it was great, and then it, that brings in it brings in three bits of information, and this so that one actually I would say maybe you could I th- I think I'd say you could probably get away that one is the after credits because really, J. Jonah Jameson's come back, awesome cameo, Spider Man getting his identity leaked, maybe not massive. That's, that's pretty big info. Pretty big, and that's I mean that obviously could have been a civil war thing, but it could have been. Now they're doing it as a. Whatever. But I understand why. I, yeah. I, I was talking to Philip about this before we got here, Audio Boy. Um, obviously, in the comics, Spider-Man's always had the the duality of some of New York loves him, lots of New York hates him because they think he's a vigilante. Yeah. And that's, you know, spurned. The, the, that fire's blown by J. Jonah Jameson. Spider-Man's a devil! Brr! So that's... I still love that. Mo- I know you hate those Sam movies, but there's that one where, like... Spider-Man, they think he's gone. He's just like, oh, I miss him. I love him so much. Yeah. And he comes and steals his suit. And he's like, criminal! Like, <laughs> hey, just, in the Sam Raimi films, I don't hate them. I don't think they hold up as well. 
J. Jonah Jameson, however, will oh, shine so in all of them. <laughs> every single scene of him in those. Like, I love the one so good. where, like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks keeps uh, shaking his table and then he's just like, Is it time to take your pills? <laughs> he's, like, he's like losing his shit. Like, oh, I love it. Um, so, yeah, so that was cool. And I get why they're doing it because it means that they're now going to have the duality. They're going to have people, some people love him, some people hate him. And that brings in that element, which is a key piece of Spider Man's character rather than just being, Oh, Spider Man saved the world twice and we love spider-man it's now gonna have that it's also gonna have to be more careful a further duality moment between <sighs> tony stark spider-man because of course at the end of iron man he's like i am iron man, iron man. and then he yep. is the top avengers man and now they're setting up for spider-man to be the head avengers man yeah now everyone knows who he is and we have to see where that goes it also showcases that uh mysterio d- didn't die thank god or did he he didn't I mean, obviously he didn't, but because I want which more. is nice though. It's nice that they haven't killed off. Yeah, they, a villain like they've kept once. Vulture. They've kept they've kept Jake Yellen Hallow. That makes I want. It's because they're doing a Sinister Six, though, right? I mean, uh, I think Sony already have plans or had plans to do a Sinister Six, but I guess Disney have bought Fox. They've bought fucking everything else. At one point, they're just going to say, "Sony, give us back Spider Man, or we will buy you." I mean, this is true. I think the interesting... Well, no, they don't have enough money for that. I know Disney's fucking huge, but they don't have enough money to buy Sony. Yeah, well, Sony's like... That's an insane amount of money. Yeah, with their tech side it's of coming. things and everything. It's, uh, it's going to happen. But I remember Far From Home is the end of the contracted films that Sony gave to the MCU. Because yeah. it was like Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Homecoming, and Far From Home. That made up Five. all the, the films. Yeah, And... I think after this it comes to Sony and Disney to be like, do we re-up this? Of course and they will. And obviously Disney's like, you should re-up this. Yeah. But Sony is just like, hey, Venom did pretty well. We'll just take the Tom Holland and put him in our Venom universe and that'll be fine. Yeah. Because oh, they might, fuck. I mean, Venom made a shocking amount of money for how <laughs> awful that film was. Just look at Far From Home and look at Venom. I know. It's I insane. Know. I still find it mad that they did a Venom film without any reference to Spider-Man. Just not, put, not even a passing... Just fucking give... Tom Hardy's Venom to the MCU. Yeah. So we'll just give, yeah, yeah. And maybe get rid of the Woody Harrelson carnage thing, because that just looked <laughs> real fucking dodgy. Um, and then, yeah, final information that drops is that, yeah, Spider-Man's revealed, which yeah, we can take or leave. We'll see where that goes. So I think that maybe, war- I don't know, it's weird. But then the final end credit scene, which I think doesn't feel like an end credit scene because there's so much information. So, I mean, fun fact for this end credit scene, I didn't stay for it. Oh, did you know? I, I didn't know there was a second one. So we left, and then I found out there was another one, and then I watched it online. Fair enough. But finding out that, yeah, Maria Hill, Nick Fury are both Skrull, yeah. sleeper cell agent Skrull on Earth standing in. Finding out that Nick Fury is... He's on a spaceship. On a spaceship, presumably with Captain Marvel, working on S.W.O.R.D. Hopefully working on her character, because she doesn't have one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that is more of a... Oh, I don't know. So the reason I don't think it's an end credit scene is because if that's a lot of information that if they don't recover in whatever film comes next, it's just going to... Yeah, like a lot both of missing end information. credit scenes were particularly long, which made me think they were originally part of the film. Particularly long and with a bunch of information. Like, any other end credit scene is a teaser. The first time you've seen Thanos, yeah. and it's just a... Oh, these humans, they court death. And then Thanos grins and you will go, oh, who the fuck was that? Because let's face facts, other than the super nerds, nobody knew who Thanos was. Uh, 
And you kind of, you know, and then you're like, oh, cool, Thanos. Or the other ones going on from there. I mean, you think it's Thanos the, picking the up the Infinity War one, where it's like Nick Fury disappears and maybe Pager drops and it just comes Captain up. Captain Marvel's thing. But most people are like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And you'd have to ask your nerd friend, like, oh, that's a Captain Marvel symbol. So it's, it's like you, you don't. You don't necessarily need them because there's not massive amounts of information, but it gets you hyped. It just builds yeah. hype. Whereas both of these ones were pretty fucking chock full of information. But I think that's because of where they are right now, which is like they've just finished up their big three-phase arc storyline. Yeah. And they need to give people a reason to want to come back and continue to tune in other than their the characters like the Guardians and Thor yeah, and stuff. And so why not give them two big... Exposit well not expository but plot kind of inspiring moments to p- make people go like, oh I want because that's what it did for me yeah I w- like I said I walked into Far From Home with no enthusiasm because <laughs> Endgame had given me what I wanted and I came out of Far From Home be like okay I'm excited to see where you're gonna go now yeah despite but Far From Home was that bridge and unfortunately because it was that bridge. I don't know, the film, you really enjoyed it. I thought the film was okay. Like, there's so much to it I love, but, like, the pacing just felt off to me, and the plot never really surprised me because, like, we both said we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, I kept waiting for the film to, like, kick in, and then that Mysterio moment happened when he, like, does the Mysterio thing, and I'm like, yes! Yeah. And then I kind of went back to, like, big battle scene on London Bridge, which I thought was quite... They said London Bridge, and it's like, oh, it's... Oh, yeah, he said London Bridge, but it was Tower Bridge. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> That's funny for us and Brits. It was, and it was like a good action scene and stuff, but it was also just kind of like, eh, it was fun. Yeah. But I, then those post credit scenes happened, and I was like, okay, now damn. we have something. I have a question regarding this whole Peter Tingle thing. Peter Tingle. Spidey Because sense. it becomes like a thing at the end. Was like he used the... Yeah. When did he lose it? Like, uh, he's always had these Spidey senses, right? At what point did it go away? I don't think it it's it's kind of like I know it's the whole thing like she threw the banana. Yeah, it shows like, it's gone. So I, what I think that but like why did that happen? Though? I think what they were doing is uh, the Iron Man three thing, in that he's effectively got PTSD. Yeah, he's affected by the loss of Tony, who was his father figure, and the fact that he died. Came back five years oh, later. Oh yeah, I just kind like, of forgot that Spider Man. Just like I think yeah, I like that kind years, of that kind of awkward but funny way they did it at the beginning. It was like, yeah, yeah we, they, they're making a redo right, shit. And, the, and then there's like the dude who's like, oh, he used to be a skinny nerd. Now he's this big fucking jack dude. That's <laughs> fair. I like the girl. Here's, here's this girl from like five years ago and here she is today. Yeah. And then here's this guy, little tiny basketball holding kid and here he is today. Oh, damn. Yeah, honk. <laughs> yeah, big old honk me. <laughs> it's also convenient that... uh all of Peter Parker's classmates got snapped and then brought back. I mean, there were other kids on the trip that we didn't know, so I would just assume that they were... I know, but it's it's convenient that Ned, MJ, Betty Brown, Flash Peter Thompson. Parker, I want to say Martin Short's character, the, Flash Thompson. The two... Martin ca- Starr's character. Martin Star. The two guys oh, that... Can we get Martin Short in there, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, please. Oh. The, the, the comedy duo that I didn't know I wanted... But became something quite glorious in that film was the two sub well the two teachers yeah where he's just like one fucks up and you got your guy from like uh, freaks and geeks and uh, what's it, Silicon Valley and then you've got another guy from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm stuff and just those two together just like <laughs> hey this ain't my fault I didn't do nothing it's, it's all him <laughs> also the the funniest thing to happen in all of Far From Home was in which near the end of the film 
Ryan just turned to me and went, holy fuck, that's him from Freaks and Geeks. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, Doi. Did you know? He's like, I just noticed that. I'm Martin like, Starr <laughs> and JB Smooth. JB Smooth. JB Smooth and fucking Kirby Enthusiasm. Ugh, yes, please. I did miss that. Hannibal Buress, though. That's true. I, I wanted more Hannibal I was Buress waiting the for one of, more of those. Like, so you got detention. <laughs> I love those things so much. Right. Um, anything else you want to say before we... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a dreamboat and I just want him in more of that movie and I want him to be even more because now he's, he's lost he's coming back now that he's lost he's going to be even more unhinged and just think yeah, of the yeah, magic yeah. he can bring to those movies with his illusionary technology I, he's he's yeah I, I the reason I think he's definitely coming back is when he dies Spider-Man asks Edith his, the glasses is there any illusions and Edith responds there are no illusions live right now and then Jake Gyllenhaal goes Bleh. And you watch that, and when you're swept up in it, you go, oh, shit, because he's actually dead. But no, what Peter Potter asked is, are there any illusions? And what the computer responded is, no, there are no illusions. Because no technology was firing off. Just because the guy's lying there pretending to die. You know what I mean? Also, he talked about having, like, more, like, initiate backup plans and stuff. Backup plans. Oh, and, and the woman... The woman with the, do you need the cape? And he's like, yes, I need the cape, Karen. I need the cape for the final bit of plan. Oh, fucking Karen. <laughs> he did need the cape because he's still alive and he had to film his bit in the, yeah. yeah. Ah, he's just, definitely I, back. He's I just, back. That's such a great cutaway to just, like, everything's going to shit. And she's like, still need the cape? She's still just, <laughs> and I was like, yes. Because the man's all about uh, presentation. Good presentation. So yeah, um, in, in closing for me, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, shaky at the beginning. I think the, I think that it, it brought itself in for the second half for me. I really want to go see it again for a, a second watch to kind of pick yeah, up would, on a bunch of things. I would like to watch it again. I didn't get the first time. And I, what I want them to do is just release the Mysterio illusion fight scenes so I can just watch them forever. Because they were so fucking good. Also, uh, Jake, Joel and Holly, if you're out there, I just want to hang out with you. That, you watched a video, I think went on his Instagram, uh, in which the, the song... Greatest Love of Alls playing in the background, and it's just Jake Gyllenhaal with the fishbowl thing on, trying to eat cereal. Yeah, <laughs> it's real funny. Oh Great. shit! They got a fucking Mysterio dome crack as well. Classic Mysterio fight bit. Uh, where one, Spidey one, punches one thing it out. We don't have to talk about. We've probably mentioned is how did you feel about MG knowing slash learning about him being Spider Man? And they fucking gave that away in the trailer as well. That's true. That was such a stupid thing to put in the trailer. Such a stupid thing to put in the trailer. Yeah, so uh, yeah, neither here nor there for me. I mean, one thing I'll say Far From Home did... Also, May knows he was Spider-Man as well. Which yeah. Is, which is more of a... I had more issue with that than I did MJ knowing. Because MJ finds out pretty regularly and pretty frequently and, and pretty early on in most of the spider-man comics because for him to have a relationship with mj he usually has to explain i'm spider-man that's why i'm late all the fucking time it's why i've got a boost and she's like it's cool i love you for you know that's why i'm all sweaty when i show up yeah anywhere. so that makes sense but may he he more often than not keeps it from her for as long as possible because if she knows he's always worried that she'll then be in danger from vulture or studio or doc ock or whatever so yeah, I, I had more issue did. with maybe and all like, yeah, what up, Peter? I think Doc Ock's the villain I'm most anticipating from the Spider-Man selection because he's yeah. just so not fuck Green Goblin. Who was it? That, who is it? Oh, but then I think that's the 
they're setting up they're setting up a lot because I, I I went reading online. Thankfully, they're not setting up the same, the same way Amazing Spider Man Two did, where it's just a man in a room with all of the fucking <laughs> the rhino suit, the Doc Ock suit, and the green <laughs> the vulture suit. wings in the background. <laughs> like, oh my god! Okay, so yes, I. Have you? Do you have more to say? You're... No, no. I was gonna say, are we wrapping? Are we finishing? Yeah, that? I would. I would just say, uh, I enjoyed the film enough. Uh, it never bored me. It's not a bad film. It just didn't give me those kind of overwhelming and joyful feelings that some of the previous yeah. films recently have, like Endgame and Infinity War and Thor and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole lot better than fucking Captain Marvel and Ant Man. So that's <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that's it from us this week. That was a pretty. That was pretty concise. We did a good episode. <laughs> Instead of just talking about how it's sh- shit to be in a, we stayed on topic. a swampy bin room with a man-eating monster. We should call this, we should change the entire name of the podcast for this one episode to the non-meandering movie podcast because we did a good yin. I mean, the, the entire intro is a shit show. So good luck to Audio Boy for that. But, you know, everything else, we talked about mushy peas. Should we shake hands because we did a non-meandering episode? I shake my hand. Okay. Shake 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 Meandering Movie Podcast. Gmail.com at gmail.com. <laughs> Meandering Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Gary's Pixels Cafe on Twitch. Twitch give him a wee follow. Give him a wee watch. Come give say him, hi. Give him a wee dirty tickle. Also, if you're not aware of this, we have a celebrity on this this podcast because sitting across from both Audio Boy and I is a winner of BBC's Bargain Hunt. Bargain Hunt. That's right. Gary Copeland, you're your giggling moustache and cladded uh, teddy bear went on Bargain Hunt <laughs> and won Bargain Hunt. Did I'm we... a Bargain Hunt winner. Yeah. I'm a bona fide bowler Bargain You're Hunter. You're a TV celebrity. Did, uh, did we actually Fuck find the a red bargain? team. That's what I say. Fuck the red Fuck team. Fuck the red team. They were such dickheads. Funnily enough, I don't think we actually ever found a bargain, did we? We, we lost money. Depends if you have a need for shoes for horses. Fucking clog, by the way. <laughs> Get that thing to, when he popped when he pulled that out. I was Livid. raging, and then it and then it saved the day. So I wasn't that raging. Yeah, at the to end be of fair, the like both the both the teams, you weren't great, but you just happened to be a wee bit better than them. Yeah, we won. Plus, whoever that guy was, he was a fucking bellend. Which one? No, 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 the red team guy. Red teams. Yeah, he was a div. The whoever your expert was, he was a, a treat. A, you and him should have your own show together. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll be Can back we next on the week. <laughs> we'll be back next week. What are we gonna talk about next week, Gavin? Say it now, quick. Think what, of the next uh, episode. We are gonna talk about the Matrix. Matrix! Kapow! Bye! It's me and in movies. It's me and in movies. It's me and in movies. So long.